Let's turn to the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, tonight. And we read verse 9 and 10. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time he might gather together in one all things in Christ both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. And so we have this little mystery tucked away here. As Paul said, he got this revelation from the Lord, and the mystery of his will, as mentioned as being there, is going to bring everything together. He's going to sum it all up. Aren't you glad that God has got everything under control. He's got it all worked out. (laughs) Though to us, as we look at the world, it seems to be running amok, doing what they want and what they please. It's still fulfilling his purpose and plan. It's still doing that. That's what he has said it would happen, whether it be politically Financially, spiritually, morally, as much as we don't like and know it's wrong as things that have been happening, it's, it's going to work for his glory eventually. Ethically, militarily, all these things. And it's all working out, fulfilling his plan. And most people don't know they're doing it. <laughs> Christians should. Should know... Um, Uh, particularly the personal will of God for our lives. Um, Let's pray and ask the Lord to lead us through some thoughts on this when he brings all things together. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you are one that oversees and looks over all that goes on and that your Son has been put in charge to bring all these things into line with your will. And Lord, we do pray that we would participate in our personal lives and our spiritual lives in what you want for us, but also in a larger sense what you are planning for for this world. Lord, bless the study to our hearts tonight and our fellowship in prayer in in time to come there. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So the mystery of the restoration of all things. We've jumped to the last one because the next one, the second last one, is the one we're going to continue on in the book of Ephesians. And so this is spoken about here in the book of Ephesians 1, 9 and 10 as the mystery of his will and reveals how that, that the dispensation, as it uses that word there, of the fullness of times, it is God's purpose to undo all that sin and Satan and self has done up and restore all things as they were before the rebellion. Can God do it? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. He can. He said he will. He's shown us what in a broad way will happen as he brings everything back to the way he intended it to start with. And without the kingdom... That wouldn't be manifest. But with the kingdom, the millennium, 
that will be manifest. He's going to bring it and show that he has the power and has the ability and his will will be done. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven will be literally fulfilled. And so we look forward to that when the rebellion of Satan and sinners is brought under and the reverse of the fall happens. Uh, Great time, great anticipation we should have in looking forward to that. And so the restoration of all things will happen. And when will it happen? Well, according to verse 10 of Ephesians 1, in the dispensation of the fullness of time, when time is done with, when time runs into eternity, when the hourglass for the world drops the last bit of sand through and eternity rolls on, God will bring it all under his control. Uh, What is a dispensation? It's used here in this verse, verse 10. Um, It's used four times in the scriptures in the New Testament. 1 Corinthians 9.17 A dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me, said Paul. A dispensation of the gospel. So it sort of gives a bit of a hint of what it means. Ephesians 1.10, where we've just read. Ephesians 3.2, if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which has given me toward you, that is, Paul was given that dispensation of the grace of God. If you cut a few letters off the end of dispensation, you've got dispense, dispenser, and you start getting the idea of it. And this is a dispensing of time for a purpose. And it's, it's, an, it's an assigned time. We don't know, but it's an assigned time, a dispensation. So use those. Oh, and, and Colossians 1.25, according to the dispensation of God, which is given me, Paul said, for you, for the Colossians, for the church now. And um, the, dis, the word dispensation is oikonomia, and it means management, administration, Job of administrator, plan, stewardship. This is just straight from Strong's. You can do it. Look at yourself. A word very much the same, oikonomos, means manager, administrator, director, trustee, steward, chamberlain, governor. And uh, in a Bible dictionary, it says this. It gives, adds, puts these words together. A dispensation is a management of a household, a management of an economy, We've got treasure in the in in our country. We've got treasures in the state. We've got treasures in the treasure in the church. A management, a dispense. Something has been dispensed for them to do, and that's keep the books, <laughs> and the, in in the economy side of things. A dispensation is an era of time during which man is tested in respect to obedience to some definite revelation of God's will. God has given a specific thing for a specific time to fulfill his will. And that's why people talk about dispensations. To the Jews was giving, given a certain thing that was given the Mosaic law, the, the, the sacrificial system to fulfill in their time. They botched it, didn't they? By the time the end came, they, they added everything else but doing what God wanted them to do. And, and look at Eli's sons, what they were doing with the, the sacrifices and others that were uh, 
desecrating the things of God at that time. But they were given that. And uh, that come to an end in Christ. He is the perfect sacrifice. Um, I thought, well, I'll look up Webster's Dictionary. And I was just telling Matthew this afternoon, there's some... Um, <clears throat> Brother Rex, when we visited, he, he wanted to give us something and he gave us... He said, have you got a Webster's Dictionary? I said, I've got one about that big. He said, I'll give you a Webster's Dictionary. And it's about that thick. <laughs> and it was his parents... Their name in it before him, and so I'll have to start using. It's probably got a lot more definitions, <laughs> but this is what Webster said in his dictionary about dis the word dispensation and act of dispensing, distribution, that which is appointed or bestowed by a higher power, the particular way by which at different periods God has made known His dealings with mankind. This is in a secular dictionary. That's what it says, a dispensation, particularly that last bit. Uh, that the particular way by which at different periods God has made known his dealings with mankind. Interesting. <laughs> now, we might say God, in this, this verse in first chapter of Ephesians 9 and 10, it's telling us that God is going to wrap it all up. He's going to wrap up his administration his ministry, his, of giving periods of time to men to do certain things. He's going to gather together everything in Christ. That's what it says in these verses. Everything under Christ. And you should be able to think with your mind some verses that might come to mind about the Lord doing that. Let's look just at a few that uh, we'll look at five and just mention them. Matthew 19, because we've looked at them before. Matthew 19 and verse 27. <clears throat> then Peter answered and said unto, unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? He's looking forward to the end. <laughs> and Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, um, that ye who have followed me in the regeneration... You have followed you who have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit on the throne of his glory at that time, ye also shall sit upon the twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Everyone that's forsaken, houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. And so this is talking about a, the regeneration at that time when the Lord wraps it up and the, these people, these ones will sit when he sits on his throne in authority, he's brought it together, ye also will sit with me at that time. Just turn to Acts chapter 3 and verse 21. That was the regeneration it's spoken of there. And in Acts chapter 3 and verse 21, it talks about the restitution, the restitution of all things. Remember what we started with? God is going to bring it all back to what it should have been all the way through, but Adam and Eve sinned. And God has been dealing with that now for 6,000 years with mankind in different ways, using different means. I mean, what other way? Have you, have you thought of another way that God could have approached man other than the ways he has approached man? How has he approached man and given them a time to do a certain thing and they didn't do it? What, what ways has he done that? 
Say? With his love and grace in the church age. With his love and grace and mercy. That's a, you know, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Is there any other ways that we've mentioned one a little bit before? That has to do with this period. Before that, what was Israel and the law? He dealt with them under law. He de he dealing with us under grace now. Is there any other ways that God? What what happened before the law was given? Say. Okay, you're going way back to that, Arin. <laughs> In innocence, human government was the one before the law. You see, God has used different means and different periods. And if you don't want to call it dispensation, you're going to call it something. <laughs> dispensation sounds good, doesn't it? Because that's, that's what the word means. <laughs> that's what it means. And so <clears throat> he, he, he's, when it all said and done, there is another one coming that we have sort of meant, uh, dropping hints off here, the millennial dispensation where the Lord is present himself in person, the Lord Jesus. He takes away the curse from the ground. He locks Satan up and the demons. He gives, he makes it almost like a perfect world. But sinners are born into that world. And what do they do at the end? What do these sinners do? See? They rebel. Satan's led out for a little season. And they go with him. You see, when it's all said and done and God, the Lord wraps it all up, man won't be able to say, but you didn't do it this way <laughs> to God because he, he has. He's tried so many ways to bring men to himself. I mean, the, the millennial, the perfect way, if you want to go and talk to the king, he's over in Jerusalem. <laughs> I think we can have an audience with him. The kings of the world are told, they're told, they're instructed, they've got to go or else. Doesn't God work that way in our lives so many times? You know, he comes knocking in different ways by different means to draw us closer to him. And we can't say that God doesn't. And when, when we do, it's often because we haven't taken the way of escape that he provided for us to get out of what we're heading toward when he, he gave us the opportunity. It tells us that in Corinthians. But so there's the regeneration. There's the, we're going to Acts chapter 3 and verse 21. <clears throat> Wrapping this all up, this is what's going to, how it's going to occur. In chapter 3, 21, I'll find it eventually. <laughs> he said, "With whom the heaven must receive, well, let's go back to verse 20. And he shall send Jesus Christ, who before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive. When did that happen? Acts chapter 1, verse about 11. Why stand he gazed up into heaven, this same Jesus, he was taken. Heaven received him until the times of what? Restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world begun. What things need to be restitu restituted or the restitution of all things? Animals, 
creation. Romans 8, the whole world groaneth in travail and pain together until now, waiting for the adoption, that is redemption of our body, when the sons of God have redeemed bodies and that time comes, he will restore all things. It will show that he is able to do it. <laughs> he will do it. He will keep his promises. He's he spoken this by all prophets and if you really want a particular prophet to find out a lot of things, read Isaiah. The ageing process will stop. Animal behaviour will change. Isaiah 65, 20-25. Warfare will cease. Isaiah 2, verse 4. Wild, destructive nature of animals will be reversed. Isaiah 11, 6-10. I was reading just the other day about the old snake. He's still going to eat dust in the millennium because of what was how he was used back in the fall. Uh, all the other animals, no, not, he won't bite and kill. It tells us that, that the child will play with the asp. And uh, it says that in the scripture. The desert will blossom. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great in Australia? To live if the desert blossomed. How many people could we have in Australia if the desert blossomed? If it grew, it'd be enormous population that we could support. But we can't go too high right now the way it is. There's a line out there that they say, this is far and no further. That's where you can farm to. It's not far out. What is that, brother Dunn? Goida line. There you go. The goida. Goida. Mm -hmm. Because after that, it's forget it. Yep, doesn't work. Didn't work. He was right. And as okay, it's a fellow's name, Goida. Yeah. So see, <coughs> that's going to be reversed, and that will be so different. Um, <coughs> The sower will overtake the reaper, Amos chapter 9, verse 17. And so the restitution of all things. And in Acts chapter 15, there's another R we find here, the re-establishment of David's throne. This is wrapping it all up. This is getting it all together. This is finishing the job. <laughs> reversing the sin. Reversing the effects of the fall. Putting Satan in the pit. Um, <clears throat> Acts 15, 14. And we ought to be encouraged... That the Lord has the power to do it, and he said he will, and that he said he's going to. And Simeon, and you know these verses, how God did first, said how God did first visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people, Christians. We've been through this often for his, this is the church he's talking about here. To this agree the words of the prophets, as it is written, after the church... Has taken, I will return and build again the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down, and I will build again its ruins and I'll set it up. He's already started. Israel's back there for, the, for David to rule over, but they're not redeemed yet. But it's happening. He's starting to wrap things up. Things are coming to a head, coming to a conclusion. And Romans 8 that we mentioned, so this one I've put the re-establishment of David's throne. And then number four, 
the resetting of creation or the reversal of the false effects. That's in Romans 8, verse 19 to 22. We won't go there. That's where the creation is groaning and travailing, waiting for the adoption of the sons of God. Um, <clears throat> so that's the resetting of reversal of the false effects. And the last one is the reinstitution of God's authority over everything as he wraps it up. And that is mentioned, it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 25. 1 Corinthians 15, 25. <clears throat> this is talking about resurrection and the last enemy that is destroyed. To be destroyed is death when he brings that into submission. And we read verse 25. And he must reign, the Lord Jesus, till he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. And that's at the end of all the dispensations, if you the periods of time. For he hath put all things under his feet, but when he saith all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted who did put all things under him. So who's talking and saying what here? But when he saith all things put under him, somebody's not going to be put under him who put all things under him. So who put all things under the authority of Christ, the Father? He is accepted from the rule, the only one. And it's evident the Lord Jesus is humbly submitting to his Father, to the authority. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, unto him, then shall the Son also, so we know who it is, the Son, the Lord Jesus, also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. You, you got that as you read it slowly? <laughs> <clears throat> the Lord Jesus is going to get everything under his authority. The last thing will be death, the end of the millennium. All governments, Satan, demons, everything, everybody, every being. And when all things are under him, then he submits himself under the Father and then eternity rolls on. And uh, we'll be there. I, tr I trust we're on the right side of it all. <laughs> that we're saved and going to heaven and see how the Lord does it. Um, <clears throat> I'm glad we can't see things that are going on around us in the air right now. <laughs> Maybe we'd be surprised at you know, the angels that are present when we meet. That are protecting us when we drive. That are looking over us. You know, God's doing this all the time for us. Maybe we'd appreciate it more if we saw a few of them, but right, God hasn't seen to it that we see them. But everyone and everything in subjection roll on eternity. That's it, wrapped up in the dispensation of the fullness of times, the mystery of his will to bring all this to, to that point is where he's aiming at. And so let's get in with what God's doing. <laughs> And let's preach and pray toward that end and live a life that's 
an example, exemplary to unsafe people around us.